Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 46. And today we're talking about pain-free networking for introverts. Yep, it's really a thing. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I am your host, Samantha Riley, and welcome to another Monday edition of the show. Today, we're talking about networking. Now, networking can be very daunting, not just for introverts, but to extroverts also. So we're talking about different strategies to reduce and eventually remove all the pain of networking so that you can maximize the rewards. Today's featured guest is Sally Eberhardt. She's written Pain-Free Networking for Introverts, and she's going to share her networking journey from being anxious and really lost and overwhelmed at business events to being confident and competent in her ability to truly connect and build trust. She's an enthusiast of connection, collaboration, and empathetic leadership. So let's welcome Sally Eberhardt into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thanks for joining me today in the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Sally. So wonderful to have you here. Thanks for inviting me, Samantha. I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Now, what we're talking about today is something that is a pain point for many introverts, and it's almost like a swear word for introverts, isn't it? Networking. (laughs) Definitely, yes. Yes. So I know that this is such a big deal for so many people, which is why I've asked you to come onto the show today because you've written a book about this. But before we get into that, I would love you to share what your business is now and who you work with because you've got quite a unique story of how you came to be here and have written this book and I'd love you to share that with the listeners. Yeah, sure. Well, I think we write the how-to book that we want that and couldn't find. I would have loved to have had this book 20 years ago when I first started networking and had just started you know, in my own business, was repping, that sort of thing, and I knew I had to network, but the thought of it was so daunting. It was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I just didn't know what to do where to go, who to talk to, how to follow up, any of those things. And I've learnt an awful lot in the last 20 years and uh, it's taken me from 
it's not just you know about learning how not to be nervous and how to connect with people and all that sort of thing. It's opening up a whole world of opportunities. And uh, networking has certainly done that for me. So I don't want other introverts out there to be scared of networking because if they're scared of networking and they don't do it, they'll miss out on an awful lot of really wonderful things, not just in business but in life. Totally. And I know from the last time that we spoke and we were talking about introverts, there was we were saying that just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you don't like to hang around people. It just means that you need to refuel or get your energy back in a different way and you know that's being alone but that doesn't mean that introverts don't like people oh absolutely you're so right samantha yeah we all crave social connection and if anything introverts crave deeper connection Mm. than introverts when they network or in social situations an introvert will talk to one or two people but they'll really talk to those people yes chat about the weather or what the kardashians doing or anything like that you know, introverts like to really get to know someone and, and getting to know someone is what builds the, the know, like and trust factor that helps you develop relationships, whether they be business or personal. Absolutely. I've got an introverted friend that I actually do go networking with. She likes me to go with her to talk mm-hmm. to everyone in the room beforehand and just introduce yep. her to the people. And it's usually only one or two or three people that she has very deep conversations with. So we're kind of like, Wing, wing women for each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect combination. Absolutely. Now, you're, I remember you telling me that you set yourself a challenge with networking. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And I believe that that was the, almost like the research for your book. Yes, definitely. I, I, did, I set myself a challenge to network for two or three years, going to at least two events a week, and to go there without any real agenda in mind for myself. I went there purely to be of service and to give what I have to give and uh, meet people and just really, I guess I was checking in on that law of reciprocity Mm -hmm. and just seeing if doing good things for others really did bring back good things for me. And um, I can tell you a really big yes. I've had wonderful opportunities come up. Some of my best friends, my, my current partner I met networking, you know, wow, and I'm with the love really? of my life. Oh, wow. There you go. Single <laughs> ladies, single men, get out there and network. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't out there looking, but, um, but yeah, we, we found each other and it's just wonderful. And business opportunities, I do have a, another little business and I found suppliers, I found customers for that business, even though, you know, I, I didn't even mention it unless people specifically asked about it. Mm-hmm. And next week we're on movie set and that's come about from networking. We're you know, working for a week on a, on a movie just for fun, just for experience. Yeah, travel opportunities, just wonderful things have, have happened out of it. I've been involved with you know, other people's businesses that, that are really helping to make the world a better place, I guess. Yeah, totally. What I love most about what you're talking about is totally what I believe networking should be going in with no agenda and just the intention of being of service. Because as business owners, we, we should be focusing on the long game, you know, if it's something yes. that, that we want to be in. And I think too many people yes. focus on the short game, the very quick win, and going into networking with the intention of who can I sell to? Mm-hmm. And yes. that intention means that you're putting out quite an awkward vibe in the first place. 
And that's actually the reason we get so nervous because we're setting ourselves up for failure, essentially, walking in and yeah. thinking, who can I sell to? No one goes to a networking event thinking, who am I going to buy from today? <laughs> no, you're so, that is so true. And I guess that's, that's part of like reframing people's mindset about what networking really is and what it should be. Because, yeah, I totally agree with your view on it. And it, it's the view that I expressed in there as to what networking actually is and isn't. And that, yeah, you're so right, not selling, not prospecting. It's there to be of service. Um, every business is in business to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're going there to help people solve problems, give what you have to give, it's actually, it is actually doing what your business is supposed to be doing, but in a really lovely way, mm-hmm. in a way that, that, yeah, that fosters the trust. Totally. And just even as you were saying that, and I was, I was thinking about it, it's also small minded going in thinking, who can you sell to? And I'm thinking that you probably got some great stories about this in that you're, you're just assuming that there's some sort of transactional relationship and one-to-one selling, but you don't know who you're going to meet and who could turn into a collaboration partner, who could turn into someone that's introducing you to a big network. You can't just you know, we're not there just to do make a one-on-one sale. You don't know what opportunities are going to come out, you know, just like being on a movie set. I mean, that sounds so exciting. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good one of, of really not quite knowing where things will take you. It started with um, our 17-year-old, well, my partner's daughter, Angie, is 17 years old, wanted to go to River Fire. Mm-hmm. Back in September, I've been really spoiled when it comes to River Fire. For a couple of years, a friend had a uh, sub-penthouse apartment overlooking South Bank and right down the river, would, and the planes would actually, like, split around his building and that kind of thing. Mm. And then he moved. So this year, when Angie wanted to go to Riverfire, I'm going, mm, you, know, oh, you know, I've been so spoiled. I don't want to be in the crowds. You know, we're both introverts. We don't want to be in the crowds. I love to take photos. I really want a good view. So if we're going to go, it's going to be... We're going to you know, have to find a really good do, place. Do the five-star version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I love the five-star version, right? Yep. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't looking that great. And then a couple of days before River Fire, I went to a bloggers meetup and got talking to a lady. Oh, we just got to add in, Angie is very keen on everything to do with the movies, not so much leading lady type, but, but you know, writing and production and direction and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That. That is uh, the career that she wants to you know, move to in her life. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, so I got talking to a lady and the short part of it is not only did this lady invite us to her lovely apartment with a rooftop view over the Story Bridge, but there were movie people at the party. Wow. There was a makeup artist and producer director of a, of a film that's being shot right now in central Queensland. And uh, on Monday we, we head up there. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Such a a good story on why we need to keep our options open and don't pin what we think the outcome should be. Yeah, that's right. Totally. Another part of the story is I I asked Judd, I asked the director, so what can Angie do? What's the best advice you can give Angie about having a future career in the movies? And um, I shouldn't have been surprised. But he actually said network, network, go and volunteer to do things, assist, 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 get known and you will get work. Absolutely. Thought, wow, that was great because I, I shouldn't have been surprised, like I said, but 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Just written a book about something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really fantastic. Inside, I'm like jumping up and, and up and down and fist pumping because I was just so, oh, fantastic. I'm so glad he's given her that kind of advice. Absolutely. And it's not just that industry too, because I was asking for my son to a journalist saying, you know, that, that maybe he was thinking about getting into journalism. What's the best advice? She said the same thing. Just create content, get your Instagram account, get your YouTube account, start sharing your message and start to get to know as many people as possible in the industry. So I'm sure we could probably come up with just about why that would work for just about any industry. Now, your book is called Pain-Free Networking for Introverts, which I'm sure there's a lot of people sort of saying right now as they're thinking pain-free and networking for introverts do not go together. (laughs) (laughs) Would I be right? (laughs) That's true. And look, it did take me quite a while to get there. But but that was the the whole point of the book is it took me a long time to get there, but I don't want it to take other introverts that long to get there. So I'm putting everything that I learned on my journey of uh, going from going from being very daunted and nervous about networking to feeling much more confident and comfortable and relaxed so they can actually enjoy networking as well as making it much more effective. Beautiful. So let's start off with, I'm guessing there's some sort of like lead up to the uh, being able to go to a networking event. I'd love to now share some actionable strategies for introverts. What is the, like the first thing or the first tip that you can give introverts to help them even decide to go in the first place? There, yeah, there are a couple of things. Now, the first I'd say is take the pressure off yourself and manage your expectations and don't try and network like an extrovert. Introverts yeah. actually have superpowers when it comes to networking. So use, use your superpowers of being a good listener, of, of asking questions, of being curious, of being there for the long game. Mm. And, yeah, and just you know, reframe the whole thing. So don't try and work the room. You know, it's, that's not, not that great a strategy anyway. Be happy if you talk to one or two people and have a good conversation. So you can actually start networking and go, okay, I'm just going to go out and have a chat with one or two people tonight and not, you know, not really expect anything other than that. Yep. And that's, a, that's a really great – I just wanted to touch on that quickly because mm. I think that this also – this can apply to anyone, not just introverts. I'm mm. an extrovert or I actually probably would call myself more an ambivert because there are some days I go out and I can speak to everyone in the room. And there are some (laughs) days where I go out and just think, what am I doing here? I just can't handle this. I can go both ways. And, you know, I have sort of, uh, because I do have these extroverted qualities, I can beat myself up sometimes where I can be in a room and only speak to one or two people. However, I'm really glad that you touched on that because I have known to only speak to one or two people but have had amazing opportunities and great friendships come from those evenings where I just have connected with one or two people. Yeah, that's exactly right. With one or two people, you are more likely to follow up and keep developing the relationship. If you have 30 business cards, let's face it, they either go in a CRM, you know, your database, or, mm-hmm. and just become part of almost a shotgun approach. Mm-hmm. But because unless you're really, really good at sending out regular emails or newsletters or things like that, that relationship's kind of going to fizzle and, and that night's wasted. But if you have spoken yeah just with one or two and you keep in touch with them a little bit 
as, as you did that brought those opportunities about. It's just much more effective and easier. So, yeah, I, the first tip, don't, don't beat yourself up, that you need to work the room. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. What's another tip that you can give us? Be yourself. I know it sounds obvious, but yep, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be a little bit vulnerable. If, you know, if something goofy happened on the way there or you have a wardrobe malfunction or something like that, just be yourself. People actually connect on vulnerability. You know, no, one, no one actually likes perfection. We don't relate to perfection, so don't you know? Don't worry if you trip, <laughs> walk through the door or something like that. All you're going to gain is a whole lot of empathy. That's true because as humans, we actually don't like to see someone else in an awkward or an uncomfortable situation. No, I see this true. a lot with speakers. You know, people that are going to go on stage and they're they're really afraid that they're not going to make an impact or get something wrong. But the audience is actually on their side right from the beginning because no one wants to see that awkward moment, you know. We're actually rooting for that person. And, I'm, you know, it's the, yeah. it's the same in a networking situation. As human beings, we're good people. The, the mass murderers, I'm sure, are not turning up to a networking event anyway. But, you know, we want, to, we want to see people, you know, in the best situation. And I guess we're all nervous when we're there to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's the other thing is, you know, if you're a bit worried about being there on your own, if you see someone else on their own, go and rescue them. (laughs) Yeah, go and say, hi, how are you going? Are you here on your own too? Is this the first time you've been here? Blah, blah, blah. And look, even if they're waiting for someone else, they will probably then include you into that group that they're waiting for. Mm -hmm. And if they are there on their own, they're going to be so grateful. Yeah, because you've just taken a lot of the nervousness out of it for them as well as for yourself. Love that. Rescuing lonely people, that's yeah. that's actually a really, really awesome way to help yourself feel not so lonely and have someone else yeah. thinking, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Introductions. Um, what can you tell us about introductions? You know, when we're, when we're networking... I'm sure you would agree that the most asked first question is, so, you know, what do you do? Is that something that you subscribe to? Do you have a different way of introducing yourself? What can you tell us about how to approach people? You are always going to get the what do you do question, whether you are the one asking it or the one on the receiving end. So I would say have yourself a nice little elevator pitch ready to answer that question so that it's not something that you're worried about. And um, I borrowed Lauren Clement's best formula for, for a pitch because it's a, it's a really nice one that touches on emotions and also core pain points that your business solves and things like that. And it sounds natural. It's not one that sounds too, too formulated. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, really good one to use. And I'm happy if anyone wants that, Lauren won't mind me sharing because I give her all credit. I'm happy to, you know, put that in an email or something like that if anyone would like that elevator pitch. Totally. We'll, we'll link that up in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks. i also like to take it that little bit further from what do you do and ask people, what do you love about what you do? Mm. Get them to open up on an, on an emotional kind of level. Yep. A lot of people, they won't have a great elevator pitch, so they're just going to say, oh, I'm an accountant. What do you love about that? And then they get the chance to say, oh, I really love helping people minimise their tax because it makes them so happy to do that. Give, um, give other people a little bit of scope to, to open up with questions. Totally. And 
doesn't all have to be business. You can uh, sort of say, oh, Christmas coming up, do you have any holidays planned? You know, will you be seeing your family? They're all nice things to talk about. Well, hopefully they're nice things to talk <laughs> about, but it gives people some, some scope to talk about other things as well. Or you know, are you really busy coming up to Christmas or is it a quiet time of year for you? Yeah, get them to open up a little bit. And, and hopefully them to feel comfortable, I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a conversation. Have a, ch- have a chat with them, like you, like you met them at a bus stop or something and you just get chatting. Well, that makes <laughs> people feel comfortable. You'll learn more about yeah. them. It helps you feel more comfortable and the whole situation is just more comfortable. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the pain-free part is just getting comfortable with it so that it's not scary or daunting anymore and you don't have to just about, you know, force yourself out the door to go networking. It's something you can look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm sure that for anyone that's ever been to a networking event, at least once we've been bailed up by that person that just cannot stop talking about themselves and you can't get away. You know the person I'm talking about, right? Oh, I certainly do. I certainly do. This, even as an extrovert, is a pain, but I'm imagining with an introvert it would just be just horrendous. What tips can you give us about this situation? Definitely have some escape strategies ready. Escape strategies. (laughs) Give us some of those. (laughs) Try and make them fairly honest because you, you don't want to be caught out in a lie, even mm-hmm. in an escape strategy. You know, it, it's, it's absolutely fine to say to someone, look, it's, and you'll have to interrupt them. Don't wait for a pause. You'll have to interrupt because there will be no pauses and if you're trying to be polite, you'll be there all night. And say, look, it's been really great talking to you, but I promised myself tonight that I would talk to three people and you're the first one, so I've really got to go and talk to a few other people. But thanks so much. And go. Yes. And just go. You know, I like what, that. What can we do? Yeah, what I love about that is that's also providing in a really unicky way feedback to someone else that maybe they need to, you know, maybe they didn't even realise that that's what they were doing as well. Oh, quite possibly because some people, when they're nervous, they just full throttle with the mouth. Yes. And that, that's their nervous reaction. And, um, yeah, sometimes you can help them break that a little bit. Great. Yeah. Really like yeah. that. Yeah, that's my favourite one. I mean, you can always use, you know, go to the bar, go to the bathroom. Sorry, you know, I've, I've got to check in at, at home with a phone call and actually go outside and make sure you look like you're, you're making a phone call or, or something. But the, um, I do like the first one the best because it's probably the most honest. Yes, you didn't come there. You didn't come to the networking event to be... Um, monopolized by one person all night you came to meet a couple of people what about when it's time to leave because I think that this isn't another time that can be a little bit awkward do you want to be the first to leave you don't want to get caught being the last to leave do you have any tips around when is when is the best time to leave and feel comfortable about that I guess whenever you feel, I mean, the, yeah, as you say, the, the networking event sort of, you know, starts to wind up a bit anyway. But whenever you feel that the conversation you're in, it's, it's time to wrap it up, I don't worry too much about whether, you know, you're first or last or that kind of thing. I'm probably more engaged in, in talking with that last person. Mm-hmm. And if they're, and they might be the one who says, look, I've really got to go. And you say, oh, cool, you know, I'll, I'll walk out too. It'd be a great time for me to go. But, yeah, don't get too caught up in it. Now, we were talking about your book, Pain-Free Networking for Introverts. Can you tell us a little bit about the, you know, why you wrote this? And, I mean, it's obvious who you wrote it for, for introverts, but why would they want to read this? 
It is for people who know that they should network. And should should's a terrible word. You shouldn't shoot all over mm. yourself. <laughs> but um, but they find it daunting. So yeah, look, really, it's an it's an A to Z. It's a bible of networking, but with special considerations made for introverts. So it tells it helps reframe it in their mind so that it's not so scary. Tells them everything to do before they go, how to find the right place to network for them, you know, where to go, what to do while you're there, how to follow up, how to follow up on social media, that kind of thing. Yeah, so um, as I said in the beginning, yeah, I've written it because it's the book that would have really helped me when I started. And I just wanted to put everything in there and um, take the pain out of their journey and just make it much easier, much Perfect. easier, much more comfortable. And where can we get a copy of that book? At the moment, it is only on my website. So uh -huh. it's just, yeah, yeah. But I do have some exciting news, not so much for Australian um, listeners, but my, my publisher has also become my literary agent. He's just been to Asia and have very strong interest from South Korea and India, which is really exciting. Congratulations. That is yeah, very exciting. Yes. I'll be more excited when I actually see some you know, some money out of it. That will be super exciting. But at the <laughs> moment, very promising. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. But at the moment, yeah, just go to the website, which I'm sure you'll put up there for them. Yeah. Just give it just for the people that are listening. What's your website? Oh, sorry. It's just my name, sallyeberhart.com. Perfect. And you're right. It absolutely will be hooked up in the show notes. And I believe you also have a free gift for anyone that's listening, that is listening. They know that they could be choosing to do network to grow their business. And yeah. they know that it's a really great way to get to know other people, to get to know future collaboration partners. You've got a checklist for them. I'd love you to share a little bit about the checklist. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it is the networkers checklist. And what I've done is I've taken probably the core bits out of the book and just put them in a really logical order of you know, mindset, what you need to do to be prepared before you go to a networking event, a few little tips on what to do while you're there and then some follow-up. It, and it's all on one page. So on an A4 a sheet of paper, it's basically, I wouldn't say quite a summary, but it's certainly, I, I don't hold back when it comes to value. I've pulled out some of the best tips out of the book and put them on, on one sheet of paper just to um, yeah, really help people get the best out of networking in a really short time. Beautiful. And how do we get a copy of your checklist? Yeah, just email me. And uh, the email is connectwithme at sallyeberhart.com. Perfect. Sally, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I know networking is something that scares so many people, not just introverts. Even extroverts get, get scared about networking. How yeah, you... a lot of people, sorry, I was about to say, no, a lot no, of people right. put, um, too much expectation on themselves or, as you say, have an expectation around selling or prospecting and uh, that's really not what it's about. And... Um, when I, I go in with the philosophy that it's not about me and that takes an awful lot of pressure off, my, off myself. Mm -hmm. If you have a, a fear of social judgment, which is shyness, and a lot of introverts do have shyness, if you sort of go, okay, not worried about me, just going to focus on the other person and make them feel comfortable and help them tell their story and that kind of thing, 
yet you find your own nerves just disappear. I was going to ask you for your big takeaway, but without even asking, you just gave it. <laughs> I love that. Go in with an intention of service and adding value, not an yeah. intention of selling. That is perfect. Thanks so much, Sally, for joining me here today. It's been an absolute pleasure and I really appreciate all the value that you've provided us. Oh, thank you, Samantha. It's been lovely chatting with you. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community especially for thought leaders and experts just like you and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favourite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast Click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.